Hello, welcome to the most dangerous podcast. How are you, James? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad, yeah. Just trying to get rid of this virus that I've had for the last couple of weeks. So how was your break? Because you went away. I did go away. It was very enjoyable. Um, I'm pumped, full of vitamin D, because I went (laughs) for some time in the sun uh, with the family. It was lovely, and I'm just miserable to be back because it's cold, raining, uh, and all the horrible things that happen in autumn are happening outside right now. Yeah, it is. It's particularly miserable just now, isn't it? So, James, this week we're going to look at magic and what is the most dangerous magic trick. Magic, hey? I don't believe in magic. You don't. <laughs> you don't believe in magic. I, yeah. I, mm, yeah, I, I struggle with magic because, um, I was going to talk about this this later actually, but you've you've prompted me here. I think there's three types of magic. There's what I would call sleight of hand magic, so card tricks. Uh, yeah, which isn't magic. It's not magic. No, sleight of hand. <laughs> um, there is the the big kind of stage magic yeah so again which is copperfield and which isn't magic pen and teller and stuff and then there's there's some of these guys you see on the street and you think fuck's he done that and and i know that you know you know hogwarts and stuff doesn't exist but there are some of them that i really struggle to to work out how they've done it i know what you mean it's an illusion isn't it it's all it's an illusion, illusion. Yeah, like actual illusions. real magic. I mean, come on, it'd be, it'd be magic if I got a decent night's sleep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That'd be good. Um, uh, you know, maybe uh, be magic. Be magic if my uh, my bank account wasn't in the minus for a change. That'd be magic. But uh, I think uh, what you're talking about is illusion. Illusion, yes, illusion. But let's call it magic. Yeah, okay, for the sake of arguments. I think this Word document I've got here has got magic about 60 times. I can't, I'm not going to change that to illusion each time. Um, Every time you say magic, I'm going to go, no, 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 illusion. Illusion. As we always do, let's have a look at the the, the history, the history of magic and where it started. All right, this will be interesting. Are we going back to witches again? No, no, way, way before that. Way before that. We did discuss um, that back in our uh, Halloween episode a few weeks back. Yes, the yeah, the witches that sink or float. So the first ever magic trick. Now, obviously, no one really knows who was the, did the first magic trick because there probably wasn't cameras thousands of years ago and stuff like that. No. Um, but Jesus many, was it? Jesus. Jesus. I actually think Jesus was a magician. <laughs> Not okay, an illusionist. <laughs> I think I think that you know Jesus was this guy that was like you know bottle of wine up his sleeve, jug of water, yeah. watch me. You know, I think Jesus was probably an illusionist. Um, uh, mate, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Let's not go into this. It's probably going to be a bit boring. So I don't think he was illusionist. I just think he got like hyped. Yeah, by, by the gospels and all that, you know. I, just, I don't think he was like Tommy Cooper. <laughs> <coughs> so, um, but yeah, the 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 first sort of recorded act of magic was uh, found in a wall drawing nearly five thousand years ago in ancient Egypt, 
where a magician named Didi was drawn performing the classic cop and balls magic trick. Cop and balls. Uh, cop and balls, yeah. Are you aware of the cop and balls? Um, made really famous by Paul Daniels, who was a master at it. I think so. It's where you put a ball under a cup and spin it round and say, where is it? And then you pick it up and it's not there. Yeah, and then it's in your pocket and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, a lot of magicians recognise Paul Daniels as being the sort of modern hero of the, the cup and ball trick. Um, but they, they think that there was actually a drawing of someone doing this 5,000 years ago. Um, Have you got a pic? How could they tell? Can you show me a picture of that? No, because I, I just took it as red. It was on a website. <laughs> I just thought that. So, like, how does a picture like? Um, <coughs> how can you see that that's what they're doing on the picture? It could be anything. I, I know it could have just been a wee guy that, like, I'm gonna put my balls on this cup. Yeah, or just put an egg in a cup. Yeah. For for you, it, it's difficult. You know, a, a, a picture paints a thousand words, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And it could maybe, mean absolutely anything. Maybe the first picture, the, the ball's on the top of the cup, and the next picture, the ball's gone, and everyone looks surprised because it's disappeared. Yeah, I mean, how long? It was 5,000 years ago. Yeah, 5,000 years ago. Probably wasn't that much detail in it. Um, no. So, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, the, the first official account of the Cups and Balls, though, is credited to a group of Roman magicians known as the... The... Act, Come on. <laughs> Every week, you can yeah, do this. Ace Tabaluri. Okay. Who used stones and small vinegar cups to perform this amazing magic trick between 50 and 300 AD. This would still make the cups and balls the first true sleight of hand magic trick. Right. Smoking, um, smoking, but I didn't catch the. Was it smoke that you said? Smoke? No. So, did you say smoke and vinegar or something? Vinegar cups. Stones. Stone. Oh, stones. Sorry, I thought you said smoke. Stones and small vinegar cups. Oh, st- okay. So, yeah, rather yeah. than balls, stones. Yes, yeah, so cheaper. Stones, yeah. That's it, yeah. It just. Yeah. Stones are knocking about everywhere. Um, Certainly are. Yeah. Um, and a, bit, a, a lot of the times, um, magic tricks were actually used to basically con people and fleece people um, back in the, the sort of early days of, of magic and illusions where, you know, people would say, let me look at your £20 note. And then two seconds later, they go, what £20 note? Yeah, you know, a lot I bet you're a tenor, you, you don't know where the stone is. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of kind of sleight of hand to just trick people and get money out of them. Um, following on from that, you know, the, uh, later on, magic was not always seen as a form of entertainment. For many years, it was associated with the occult and even feared by the public. And this was in the times where they started to believe in witches and stuff like that and right. you know anyone that could actually perform magic tricks they were going well hang on a minute you're burn him yeah burn him yeah <laughs> that was fascinating yeah burn pick the card, guy pick a card any card oh, no. <laughs> dragged <laughs> off into a cell <laughs> that's it yeah so, so so magic wasn't really so much entertainment it was it was feared at the time um but in 1584, a man called Reginald Scott helped dispel these beliefs when he published The Discovery of Witchcraft, believed to be the first magic trick book. 
and uh, his book actually revealed how these witches and sorcerers were actually just magicians using clever tricks to deceive the public. Um, and while it helped put an end to witch hunts, um, it unfortunately gave them another negative connotation of being con artists and charlatans. Can't catch a break, can they? I know, I know. These these wee guys like trying to learn, but they, you know, the wee box are like magic tricks with it bits of sponge in there. I was just going to mention those. Did you ever get one of those for Christmas? Oh yeah, they were shite. They were rubbish, weren't they? But Shrinking the... wand. <laughs> yeah, that's right, with the thing that the little yeah. tube that went up and down on, on it. And yeah. there were always, there was a couple that you could do that were dead easy. Yeah. And then there were like a couple that were so intricate, they'd take about a week to set up. Yeah. You know, you'd have to like plan it and say, all right, okay, you put the card, stick a a card to a playing card to a piece of card and hide that under the sofa and you know it's like got about 30 different steps to performing this trick and they never worked no no and the the simple one you know when you make the wand go wobbly when you shake it a little bit and then like you say the shrinking wand was dead easy but then yeah you'd have the ones with the rope you have to tie a really weird knot and yeah and and the knot disappeared and slid up and down the rope and yeah bearing in mind you're about seven years old. So you can't you try to work out these instructions. Yeah. yeah. And then it just goes in the cupboard. For, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so magic, it wasn't until the turn of the nineteenth century that magic actually became, you know, a form of entertainment. Um many historians credit Jean Eugene Robert Houdin for leading this charge. But yeah, so instead of you know, he was the first one that instead of like performing sort of street scams like the old table with three cards on it um he took magic from the street um to the stage and actually made a stage show out of it um and round about the same time there was another magician called alexander herman um and he was the first one to actually do it wearing you know a proper top hat tailcoat dicky bow and he he was the first one to sort of have that magician look to him the you know the uh, the classic shirt. yeah yeah Classic magician guy. That's it. Um, and uh, when it comes to sort of well-known magicians, um, the the sort of the, the best known of all time um, is Harry Houdini, who we we talked about in our Halloween. We did Halloween special. Mentioned yeah. a moment, moment ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think everyone knows about him. Yeah, yeah. But then, like you were saying at the, the, the start of the episode, <laughs> it's, it's different type. It's different types of magic, isn't it? So he yeah. um, was. Uh, like well, I think you mentioned uh, an escapologist. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but then you get the sleight of hand, Paul Daniels, Paul da- Daniels type of mm-hmm. guy who, who does the cards and all the, all all that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I suppose there's different facets. I wonder That's if like right, yeah. when you go to magician school, you kind of pick a subject or an area that you want to specialize in. And then go like down. medicine if you want to be a knee doctor or an eye doctor or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be a, yeah. a card magician or an escapologist? Or, I've know. always wondered, see, in medical school, who who puts their hand up when they say who wants to be a proctologist? Is that arses? Yeah, that's basically anything to do with up your arsehole. So, yeah, um, so, so basically, in, until the sort of this early 90s magic was always seen as something that was done on stage and you know Vegas made it big but it was also seen as quite a corny thing children's parties stage shows in Butlins holiday resorts and stuff 
Um, mm -hmm. And it, it was a magician that, again, I think we've already mentioned him, David Blaine, that was the first one to really start to make magic cool again by going out in the street, um, you know, and doing street magic tricks in front of people without the stage and without the, you know, all the props and everything like that. Um, yeah. Followed on so that by was... Dynamo that we've, we've mentioned as well. Yeah, so Dynamo was like the British David Blaine, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, I suppose. Was that the, the 90s? I'm getting old, so I can't remember. You What's know, when he had his show yeah. on Channel 4, I think, and he used to levitate, but he wasn't really levitating. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Dynamo was more early 2000s. David Blaine was sort of late 90s. Yeah, so in the late night, David Blaine was doing all this street magic, and it started off sort of low-level stuff where he'd just go around New York, I think, yeah, yeah. and do it to crowds of people. Where eventually he got so big, he would go and do it to celebrities and, mm -hmm. and impress them, and, and do like throwing a pack of cards at a window, and then wanted stick and stuff like that. Yeah. But then he progressed, didn't he, into like insane super tricks, where he, uh, endurance, I suppose, yeah, where just he just like stuff for yeah. for a month without food and water and stuff. Um, yeah, I went to a wedding once, yeah. and uh, they had a, a face paint painter for the kids. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I got so after a few sherries, you know, at the reception, I got the face painter to paint that eye on my hand. You know that he's got oh, yeah. tattooed. I got the face painter to do that on my hand. Yeah, and I was just walking around the wedding and going to random people. Shazam! <laughs> I looked up what were the top ten. Because I was looking, obviously, for dangerous magic tricks, and I thought, what are considered to be the top ten magic tricks? Now, top ten tricks or magicians? Top ten tricks. Top 10. Oh, okay. So right. this is voted by magicians. So the magic circle have voted these the top ten. Now I'm not going to read the ten because I want to talk about them. Uh, so it's the top three. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen David Copperfield's Death Saw? Um, I've seen him. Well, I haven't seen him. But I heard about when he made the um, Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah, what what he actually did is moved a bolt so that they couldn't oh. see the Statue of Liberty anymore. So his, his death saw, that was actually voted the best magic trick of all time. And I'm realising I probably should have gone 3, 2, 1. But anyway, we're looking at number one. Oh, um, right. And he's on a table, on a stage, with a huge big circular saw above him. Spinning. Like James Bond. Him. Yeah. Um, but it's coming down sideways in his body, so to cut him across the midriff. Right. And um, and he's chained to a table, so he's got to escape from the chains, get off the table before the saw comes down. And he's halfway through escaping, and the chain, the, the big saw, sparks start coming from it, and it just falls. It goes through him, and he flops. Oh, I dead. think I might have seen this, yeah. And then they actually pull the table apart. Now, there's nothing obscuring him, so you can just see the bottom half of his body. Yeah. It's and, and his legs and his body are separate and they bring it right yeah, out onto the stage this. and someone yeah. shouts move your feet and he starts kicking his legs just start kicking on their own then they join him back together and the saw goes up and and he's, he's joined back together again and the reason it's voted as number one is no one's actually really worked out how he's done it yeah, um, because just, I think I remember the table yeah. so I've seen how they cut people in half they have like a cabinet don't they yeah two people in it I think that's it and some, someone's legs and someone's body and then they cut mm -hmm. it looks like they cut the cabinet in half but if I remember this trick um, it, it's like a 
a, a table. You can see underneath That's the table. It. You can see you? all around it, underneath it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so that that was voted number one. Um, and and number two is David Blaine's levitation. Um, when he was out doing a street magic. Now, a lot of magicians, when they do levitation in the street, they actually go up on the toes of one foot. And raise well, the that's other. what I thought it was. I remember when it came out all those years ago, and I'm sure it was, it was just him standing on his tiptoe on one toe, and then lifting his foot. But there's—I know it sounds a bit silly, but that's what I thought how, how he did it. That's how they reckon he was doing it at first. But then there's later on down the line, he actually starts doing it where you can see both of his feet. Oh wow! And it's 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 quite it's quite mad. You'd have to you'd have to look it up, but. That was voted yeah. number two. I mean, that's that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Because you know that he's not floating, yeah, because that's impossible. But if both feet are off the ground mm-hmm. and you can see underneath his feet, then he is floating. Yeah. So how is he doing? That's crazy. Yes. And the, the last one's not really that interesting. It was the Pendragon's metamorphosis, and the reason it, it's in third place, it's quite a simple. Lady get a uh, man gets locked in a box. Lady stands mm-hmm. on the box. She lifts up a sheet, drops it. Man's out the box, and the lady's in the box. The reason oh, this right, is right. number three is the speed at which they do it. So he's chained in the box. She stands in the box, and literally, she lifts the sheet and drops it within a second, and he's there, and she's in the box. Right. So the reason it, it became number three is because um, because of the speed at which they do it. Yeah, I think Very I've seen impressive. that one. I mean, I've seen similar ones where they do it with yeah. clothes. They lift yeah, up. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the speed changing thing. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it just seems impossible that they could change like full outfits, yeah. not just like a, you know, change the top or something. It's like full outfits. Um, um, I always like the uh, the, the <coughs> one with the sword. That's always quite good. The swords in the box. Oh yeah, yeah. That's always quite. That's a classic. Mm. Uh, I do like that one. I was going to say, have you got um, any favourite magic tricks that you've seen or illusions? Uh, well, personally, I do think, like for me, the car, the car, I do like the car tricks. Yeah. They're always good. Um, I think we've spoke about Darren Brown before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's illusion. Mm-hmm. Then it, I don't think he likes being called a magician because mm-hmm. I think he just says, you know, it's it's not magic. It's just what I think. But I, I like that. I went to see him once live. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was really crazy. Um, I won't spoil it because somebody might go, you know, somebody might, listening might be going to see him because yeah. he's doing a tour at the moment. Oh right! But essentially, like, um, it's that's another another world. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's yeah. You know, we've had the Dynamo mm-hmm. um, kind of era, David Blaine era, and I think it, now it's perhaps progressed a little bit into more sort of psychological kind of tricking yeah. people, yeah. reading people. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just a different type of type of uh, skill. Personally, I'd like, well, I like that. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. But I also I like card tricks. Yeah, the classic card tricks. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, two that come to my mind is again back to Dynamo because I used to watch his show. Um, there's one where he's walking through a shop wearing a tracksuit, and he just disappears. The tracksuit just lands on the floor in a pile of clothes. Right, and, and then he's just gone. He's just gone, yeah. And there's there's loads of again, there's loads of theories to it, but no one's actually said this is how he's done it. There's a lot of kind of theories. I thought that that was quite impressive. You'd need to look it up, really. 
Um, yeah, have you ever seen this? There's two guys on. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, go on, actually, you go. No, that I'm that, I'm happy with that. You can. So, uh, have you ever seen those guys? They're on like um, Twitter or X, as it's known yeah. now, and I think they you can see their videos on sort of Facebook and stuff. And it's like they're from Korea or Japan or, oh, China, yeah. or China or something something like that. And it's a bit of a comedy sp- sketch. Yeah. Right. So it's some guy in front of the camera doing a trick. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like poor. I don't know, I can't remember, like water out of a cup into another cup and then tip the other cup over and then there's no water in it. Stop. You know, the standard yeah. magic stuff. Yeah. And then there's a guy sat behind him with a really moody face and he'll just stand up and walk over and then just pick something up, which completely destroys the illusion. Right, I think I've seen them actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite funny, yeah. but then it's also quite fascinating because mm. it just goes to show like well, how, how they do it and things yeah. like that. Um, so that's, that's good. I also saw another interesting one. A magic trick where a lady put her arms out over a table mm-hmm. and underneath her is, is a shadow mm-hmm. of her hands uh, and the guy, the magician um, sort of holds her hands whilst they're spread out yeah. then I think he asks her to pull them away mm-hmm. and as she pulls them away the shadow on the table of her hands still remains wow. right, so, and then she looks down and, and shocked yeah. and pulls herself back so I did see how that was done, yeah. and basically there was there's two sort of shadow, like dark material, mm-hmm. um, cut out of a dress, right? and she puts that material on the table, yeah. and that, on top of her hands, and then as she moves her hands away, obviously they're still wet there, and as she moves away, shot, yeah. the material moves away from the table, so it looks like the shadow sort of right. pulls itself away. So, that's that was a good one. You should look that one up. Yeah. That's good. So that's my that's my introduction um, to to magic and a bit of the history. So James, yeah, that was our introduction to magic um, and some of the history of magic. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, again, it's another thing I think we could actually talk about all night. Yeah, um, I think it's quite strange how like <laughs> somewhere along, along the lines, someone's just. Or humans have decided, yeah, I can do this. I can, I can sort of trick people like this. You know, just in the grand scheme of things, I find that quite fascinating. Yeah, I mean, my dad liked to trick people out of their money. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe he he you could call him a magician as well. Oh, he was yeah, he was a magician at times. <laughs> um. So so yeah, but I mean, this is this is the most dangerous podcast. So what we want is magic gone wrong. When people yes. get hurt and injured, this, and this is the real stuff. The real stuff, yeah. So before we get to what I think is the most dangerous magic trick, while I was looking for the most dangerous magic trick, I found some magic that had gone wrong. Um, so I'm going to read you some of them so you see what you think. Okay. Uh, number one, um, Charles Rowan and the speeding car. Um, so <laughs> South Africa. Sounds yeah. like a recipe for disaster. Already. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, South African Charles Rowan understood the appeal of melodrama, which is why he repeatedly consented to being secured in a straitjacket whilst a a car sped towards him at 45 miles an hour. Rowan performed this stunt many times, but it only needed to go wrong once. While appearing in front of a sizable crowd in 1930, Rowan failed to dislodge himself in time the car ran right over him, Virtually severing his leg and ending his life. Oh yeah, God. I mean, 1930. No health and safety yeah. there. 
So that was Charles Rowan. Um, and there's a chap here called Joe Burris. He was a, a very big fan of, of Harry Houdini. And he wanted to do a Houdini-style um, escape. Uh, has he done one before? That's the first question. Yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd done simple escapes, but this was something okay. it was um, it, it was a Halloween night spectacle that he wanted to wanted to do. So it's not just some guy who's gone... He, he's quite popular and, and big and famous. I'm going to do that. He, he's got he's got previous. He's got previous, He, he yeah. knows what he's doing, um, thing, kind of. Yeah, I mean, he did nothing after this, but he'd certainly done stuff before it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what he wanted to do, he wanted to settle himself into a glass coffin and have nine tons of dirt and cement poured over him. Right. Um... And it was uh, the performance took place at Blackbeard's Family Fun Center in California. There were kids there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after being lowered seven feet into the ground, uh, whilst chained up inside a glass coffin, um, a cement Did he get truck... buried alive? Getting buried so, alive, yeah. Right, okay. So in a glass a... coffin, seven foot deep. Yeah. And then you lay him flat on his back, I suppose. In the coffin, yeah. In the coffin, and then pour shit over it. Nine tons of cement. Oh, that's a lot, yeah. Cement yeah. as well. It's a lot for glass to. Yeah. To oh, hold. is this is this where it went wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so, <coughs> basically, the the cement crushed the coffin, suffocating him. Oh. Um, it was a morbid homage to Houdini, who also died on Halloween night, as we discussed. Yeah, by by a, a sucker punch. Yeah. So instead of doing a tribute to Houdini by doing a trick like Houdini did, what he actually did is did a tribute to him by dying on the same night as him. But not the same year. No, different year, yeah. Is it right? Many years later. Yeah. 1990, this was. Oh, 90, that recent? Yeah, 1990, yeah. Oh, God. Didn't anyone think that that would have been a, that was a bad idea? I mean, even 1990. <laughs> you see, I'm not a health and safety expert, and I probably would have told them not to do it. Yeah. It looks like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, I mean, this is California as well, isn't it? California, yeah, so, so it's not like is... redneck America. Yeah, yeah, so this is kind of uh, they, they, without sounding too crude, like a developed part of the world. Yeah, yeah. So surely they would have people there going, don't do that. Yeah, this is That's, stupid. Yeah, like there's, there's scientists there, I think, yeah. who could measure the weight of that against the glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all irrelevant now. Yeah. Poor, poor, um, poor bloke. So, yeah. Another chap here, George Lalonde, and the backstabbing audience member. Um, most sensible people regard illusions for what they are, bits of misdirection. But it's Henry Howard, who sat in the audience of a show in Montreal in 1936, became agitated when a stage magician, George Lalonde, prepared to saw his assistant in half. <laughs> Howard rushed to the stage grabbed a sword and plunged it into Lalonde's neck and what he perceived was an act of heroism. Lalonde survived while Howard told the place he couldn't bear to see a woman cut into. Oh, he didn't read the flyer, did he? Yeah. He didn't get it. No, I think he... Someone should have told him what a magic act was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think he thought he'd gone to see a woman actually getting sawn in that. <laughs> no, surely not though, because he wouldn't have done what he did if he if he'd gone there and, and thought, oh, well, I'm going to go and watch it. I need to put in half, and then and then did that. Yeah, then, true. Yeah. So 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 
What did he, did he think he was going to go and see? How did he What happened to him? Did you, have you got any uh, idea? I bet he got home or something, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he'd have got in a bit of trouble for that. He got cut in half by a saw. I don't know. I mean, if if the if the police really believed that that he thought he was saving a woman's life, it's not like he. Not in that no circumstances <laughs> though. I mean, fair enough. If it was in the middle of a, the street, yeah. Then yeah, but I mean, he's gone to a magic show, hmm. and then gone. No, stop this. I, I, you know, I, no, no. He's 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 either been executed or sent down for a very long time for that. Yeah, probably. Or mental asylum. That would probably be more fitting. <laughs> now here's one. I, I've I've seen this on Facebook and TikTok and, and whatnot and I don't know if you have. Do you ever see the one where a Polish TV presenter um, on like a morning, like a breakfast show, a lady was helping a magician do a trick by ramming her hands down on paper bags? No. I've no. seen that one. <laughs> um, look up this video. Um, it was basically a Polish TV presenter, Marzina Rogalska, um, and the they had a magician from Poland's Got Talent on visiting the show, and he did the trick. You've probably seen the trick where there's like three empty paper bags, and one of them's got a big nail in the middle of it. Oh yeah, yeah, and then you slam your hand slam down on it. Slam your hand. Yes, down. I've seen that. It went wrong, and she slammed her hand down in the wrong bag, and then it went through her hand live on breakfast TV in Poland. Oh my god! Yeah, I've seen live it live as well. Yeah, the you know it's quite weird. Every time I see it, I feel sick and it's cringeworthy. But for some reason, I've watched it loads of times. I I, I really want to see it now. Yeah, like, it just sounds so up. bad because it's live as well. Yeah, like ugh, it kind of gives you the the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, look it up. We'll, we'll stick it on our Facebook page. Let us know what you think about it. So, yeah, the, the, I mean, the last one that I saw, this 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 tickled me for some reason. Um, so this is another Got Talent. Uh, when Vietnam's Got Talent, um, semi-finalist Tran Tan Fat brought out four glasses of water and one glass of acid. Um, he had no idea he was moments away from disaster. Oh, bloody hell. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. In an act dubbed the acid test, Fat got one of the contestant judges to come on stage and shuffle the glasses around, including the one containing sulfuric acid. Fuck. He, <laughs> he then claimed he would use his magic to work out which glass had the dangerous substance in it. However, as the judges looked on, he chose wrong. No way. <laughs> and this was no, because that's not live, is it? They've the ta- got talent shows, aren't? I mean, Depends they have a live live audience, they don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I no. think so, the auditions are recorded in front of a live audience. Yeah, so he burnt um, his insides out in front of a live audience. Basically, yeah. It says fat spat out the acid as soon as he realised what he was drinking, but not before his lips had swollen up and pain had shot through him, according to reports. He was raced to hospital and treated for second degree burns. God. Oh, so he survived? Yeah, he survived. Yeah. Lucky man, yeah, very oh, lucky there. So... Because I guess when you do that sort of trick, you can't just kind of second guess it. You, you, mm. you're, you're all in. You go, down yeah, down. yeah. So you can't like taste like, a little bit. Put, 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 stick your tongue in. Yeah. <laughs> so there, they were just some 
some magic tricks that had gone wrong. So I hear you asking me what Fraser is the most dangerous magic trick. Sure what Fraser is the most dangerous magic trick? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the most dangerous magic trick is a magic trick. It's not something new. It's been around for hundreds of years. Um, and it's known as the bullet catch. Right. So basically the idea of the trick is a bullet is fired directly at a performer and the performer or the magician catches the bullet in their teeth. Yes. I think on the teeth. In the teeth. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was the teeth. Now we mentioned David Blaine earlier, which yeah, I, I, I don't want to jump ahead. Yes. I think I remember watching a show where he did mm-hmm. this. I always thought it was in the hand. Well, (coughs) the original bullet catch was in the teeth and it's been most commonly done in the teeth. Um, But people have, there's been ones where they've caught it in a hat, caught it in their hand, caught it in other things. Um, And generally when they do the trick, there's like a piece of glass or a piece of paper halfway between that the bullet goes through to prove that a bullet has been fired. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the... The, the most simple way it's done is that the gun's rigged in some way um, that it basically it fires a blank um, right. and the magician's got another bullet in his mouth that as soon as the gun's fired, he moves with his tongue and holds it between his teeth. So when a gun fires a blank, yeah, it, it just makes a noise. Nothing just comes out of the, the gun that's itself. That's it, yeah. So they, they, there's like a little bit of paper. Instead of a bullet, there's a case with gunpowder and shoved in the case is a little bit of paper. Uh, yeah, little, so when it fires, it, it just, like, yeah, like just disintegrates. Off. Obviously, when they first did it, people started to say, how do we know the bullets travelled? So the the trick developed, so they, they started putting a piece of paper or a piece of glass so that you could prove that something's travelled through the air. Yeah. Um, so what they started to then do, they had to make, like, a wax bullet so that the wax would melt but still break the paper, but not make it all the way to the magician right. um, and sometimes they would actually rig the paper with like you know you can get like a puff of air that can yeah. make a hole in paper so as people started to question it the trick became more and more intricate and in how they had to do it and prove it yeah and one of the, the, the ways they actually developed was that the people in the audience wanted to put the bullet in the gun to make sure it was a real bullet um, so the magicians, what they did is they, they worked out a way of, they used an old-fashioned gun that used to poke a stick down the muzzle. Yeah. So they used to give the, the audience member the bullet, and they would poke it down the muzzle of the gun. Then the magician would hold the stick and give it his last poke, but the stick would be magnetic and pull the bullet back out. Got you. Um, because, again, they had to keep developing different ways to, to do it. Um, and the, the most dangerous way of doing it was... Um, to actually have a real gun and to just slightly miss the magician. God. So the bullet would go past them and they would have the one in their mouth. That's, you'd um, have to be a, a, a crack shot to... Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you're put, putting a lot of faith in your assistant there, aren't you? And that's like... Definitely. You, you could get away with, <laughs> like, a... That's a good murder way, <laughs> isn't it? Like, you could it get is, away yeah. with murder, literally get away with murder. You know, you could uh, if you were fed up with your magician that you work yeah, with. Yeah, he recently changed his will. 
to yeah, yeah. give you all his assets and then <laughs> oh no <laughs> um well i think there's actually evidence of that happening in really some of this. yeah that that the method of actually shooting real guns um led to some of the most early deaths from this trick um and you know mo modern day that that method's actually been abandoned because it is just it is dangerous oh, no um, shit. yeah in some cases the, the i think Penn and teller would actually do this they actually invite an audience member to come and mark the bullet um so that they, they can prove that it's the same bullet that's caught in their teeth yeah um but again it's a slight of hand thing the audience member would mark the bullet the bullet gets swapped blank gets put in right. and the real bullet gets something makes its way to the magician okay so, so it's, yeah or suggestion i suppose because you yeah, could say yeah. to the you know you, you there's only so many ways you can mark a bullet i imagine like down or across yeah it's just putting yeah, a they're really small in it. aren't they so yeah if you suggest what you mark it like down then you could sort of make sure the other make bullets sure they've got one like, yeah like that yeah so there was there was a magician um called chong ling su um which was the stage name of an american magician called william ellsworth wow um, really yeah it's a strange <laughs> uh, did you he, look into it any particular reason he's got that that name it's quite unusual chong ling su he was of of, of asian origin um, right. and he, on stage he actually you know he, he, he pretended he was asian he didn't talk with an american accent or anything um until he was shot and um the illusion was was given up because he said i've been shot in yeah. an american accent Fucking hell! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jesus um <clears throat> but yeah so chung ling su or william ellsworth um he was killed performing the trick um because the gun used was set to d discharge a blank um but the gun malfunctioned and the bullet that had been there was a main barrel and a like a reserve barrel. Right. They were meant to shoot the reserve barrel with a blank, uh, but the main barrel was shot, um, and it it went into his lung and killed him. Um, and it was so shocking that magician Harry Keller famously pleaded with Harry Houdini not to perform the bullet catch. Houdini was very keen on actually doing this trick. Right. Um, and Harry Keller actually wrote to Houdini begging him, saying, "Don't try the bullet catching trick." There's always, you know, this. There's a risk that someone can do you. Basically, your life's not in your own hands with this trick. Your life's in someone else's hands. Yeah. Um, and Harry Houdini actually listened to it and never attempted to perform the trick. He didn't do it. Well, um, but he, yeah. was plan he was planning on doing it. He was planning on doing it. So imagine this. This is a trick that's so dangerous. Houdini wouldn't do it. You know. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, this is scary, isn't it? I and mean, that's absolutely right. It's not in your hands anymore. That's you know, it. You're, it, it's subject, I suppose, to manipulation. If yeah, if if that's if somebody wanted to do that, um, you know, it is yeah, very dangerous. It is. So I looked up who's actually died from doing this trick. Um, and this is from this is from Wikipedia, a list of the sort of most prominent people that have died. Now. <clears throat> It actually starts at 1500s, right? And it 1500s. says 1500s. So, so someone in the 1500s, the year 1500s. That's a bit mad because the guns back then 
would have been a very different, right? Yeah, see, now I question this, because I know Wikipedia can be a bit made up. Um, and it says here, Cooling, is this chap's name, 1500s, beaten to death with his trick pistol. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's not quite the same thing. So, what was it like? A blunderbuss? <laughs> it must have been. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't. Because yeah, you get pistol. You got pistols around about that time, but they were the you know the the, yeah. the proper with all the decorations on. They, oh yeah, yeah. And they were the ones that you put the bullet in and put a little thing that a rod down the end of it to pack them in. Yeah, the gun that when you're in a war and you shot someone and missed, you yeah. had to hide somewhere for 15 minutes to try and reload your gun. Yeah, yeah you were in trouble. That you, was it, yeah. You, one you, shot. you better make sure you hit that, make that shot. That's it. Yes, please wait there, chap, while I reload my pistol. <laughs> He's charging towards you with a, yeah. uh, what they called, um, a, a cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second one, is I've kept it in there. Kia Khan Cruz in eighteen eighteen, Indian magician, report of his death on stage may have been false. Yeah, but hang on, right, before we move on to this guy. Yeah. Can we just go back to the other guy? Yeah, beaten to death with his trick. What bit. what do you mean? Someone beat him to death. So what's what's What well, do you mean trick pistol? So it was a fake gun, basically. Yeah, so I think it was his fake gun. And basically, the guy that was meant to shoot his fake gun thought otherwise and ran up to him, but beat him and to death with it. Death with it. Yeah. So then, how does the oh, so he would have the bullet in his hat in his pocket? Yeah. Someone would shoot the blank. Yeah. And then he'd go, ah, look, I've got it in my I've mouth. Got it, yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then someone just went as if just <laughs> decided to go and leather him with his trick. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> now. Okay. I don't really see that as the trick being dangerous. That was just some dickhead. Yeah, yeah, that's not even yeah. trick pistol. I mean, so anyone can do that. There is a couple like this. Um, okay, Madame Delinsky, nice. magician's assistant who was killed by her husband when a real bullet was loaded into the pistol chamber by mistake. Oops. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, wife. I know. You go stand there, love. It's just a blank. Um, so again, that's one. You question is that that is that the trick being dangerous, or is that or, just some dude trying to off his wife? Yeah, you know, maybe she'd got to an age where he was like, I need a new young assistant. Yeah, um, um, she's just taking out a nice, nice life policy. Yeah, uh, these things happen in magic or illusion. Um, aye. Um, there was a chap called Arnold Buck in 1840, who died when a volunteer secretly added nails to the gun barrel before firing at him. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's... How sick's that? What did, what did the guy think was going to be the outcome of that? I don't know. I, right, let's see how, how let's see how magic this dude actually is. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, someone's been invited up into stage to help with this trick. With a pocket full of nails for a start. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's a good um, point. Yeah, like but, who brings nails to a theatre? What a, yeah. what a man, mental bastard! Now, this is my favourite. This is my favourite. Adam Epstein, um, eighteen sixty nine, 
died after his wand used to ram home the balls in the rifle barrel broke inside the gun. He was killed by wand shards. <laughs> ah, no, so he didn't think. Of, he just thought, oh, this will be okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, was it wood? It must have been wood, yeah. Must have been wood, so like wood shards. But again, that's... I'm looking at a lot of this, and a lot of this is... It's human error and stupidity and stuff like that. Uh, it's, yeah, a lot. Of, it does seem that way. But then yeah. also, there's a couple in there where I'm kind of going, yeah, it's um, it's been some misdemeanor there. I think there's a a, pl- a plot. It's yeah, off people. Well, here we go. Raoul Curran, eighteen eighty, killed by a member of the audience who jumped out of a seat and shot him without warning. <laughs> is that related to this trick, though? Well, he was doing the trick at the time. Oh, he's right, really? Yeah. See if you can catch this one. (laughs) Deline Jr., 1890, died when his magician father shot him on stage. Wow. And how old was he? Doesn't say. It doesn't say? No. Uh, I'd have to assume, obviously, his father was... No, there's been a few of these where it seems to be the magician's the one shooting the gun. Because there was the magician's assistant that got shot. Oh yeah, yeah. The magician, the magician should be the one catching the bullet, surely. Well, that's the that's the the, the illusion, isn't it? That's the, yeah, the magic. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, I'd be interested were... to know how old this this guy was like. Some six year old. Point blank range. Imagine going home to your wife. How did the trick go tonight? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, Where's the line? Good news and bad news. Yeah. <laughs> the trick went really well. But, uh, <laughs> but he's yeah. dead. Yeah, he's dead. We got Michael Hartle, 1899. Died after he failed to switch blank cartridges for the real bullets that killed him. So that's his own fault. That's his own fault. Yeah. These go on. I'm going to I'm gonna keep reading them. Otto Blumenfield died off after he also failed to switch bullets. This seems to be a current, um, common occurrence. Yeah. Uh, Chong Ling Su, who we talked about earlier, uh, the one that uh, stopped Houdini from doing it, uh, killed by a faulty trick pistol. No. So he stopped Houdini doing it. And then uh, I know, go... sorry. He was the one that died, and then Houdini's mate stopped him from doing ah, it. Ah, right, okay. I got that wrong. I, I thought he was kind of like, no, don't do it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, he, then he did it. Yeah. Try and, you know, just get like one upmanship. Yeah, that's it. As if saying to Houdini, put Houdini off doing it so I can do it. And get so the I can do it. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, yeah, okay. but no, Chong Ling Su was the American guy that called himself Chong Ling Su and died. Yeah. Uh, H.T. Sartle died after failed to switch bullets. Okay. Here we go. The Black Wizard of the West, 1922, died when his wife purposely fired live bullets at him. Purposely fired. There you go. Yeah. Here's another good one. Ralph Biala, 1972. So we're getting... Getting closer to to real real time. Um, Fell off a cliff because of constant dizziness caused by injuries from the bullet catching act. Yeah, (laughs) is that related to this? I mean, that's just... I guess it... Because how do you know that it's related to to that trick? You could just be malnourished. Pissed. Pissed. Mm. And the last one... um, Fernando Tijada, 1988, killed on stage during a performance in Colombia, failed to swap the bullets. So, again. Human error. Again. This, yeah. uh, that's really negligent. 
yeah, so, like, I looked up what's the most dangerous magic trick. Um, but a lot of it is, like you said, it's it's negligent. It's, you know, if you're doing a magic trick, yeah, the the the, it's attention to detail, isn't it? The whole point of Absolutely. it is attention to detail. Um, you know, you need to make sure that every intricate detail is is on on point, so that, that magic trick comes out to play as you intend it to. Yeah. If you're doing one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous magic trick known to man, mm-hmm. and you're failing to swap blanks for live ammunition, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry, I've got absolutely no sympathy. <laughs> well, what I've learned in researching this is the magic trick itself is not dangerous if performed correctly. There's no mm. danger in it whatsoever. It seems like it. Because you fire a blank, you've got a bullet in your mouth. But That's it. Job done. See you later. Come back next time. Yeah, but it's the magic trait that's killed the most people, down to negligence, like you say. Individual error. Yeah. So is it the magic trick? Well, again, we, this is this the whole thing. It's a philosophical question, isn't it? I suppose yeah. to even attempt the magic trick, it, it seems a bit daft to me. Definitely. But if someone pointed a gun at me and said oh, it's, it's okay it's blanks I still would kind of go well I don't really want you shooting that at me <laughs> even though you're saying it's full of blanks but yeah yeah you think what you'd probably want to do is if you were the magician you would check the gun and everything and set it up on stage yeah yeah like point number one yeah make sure blank bullets are in mm-hmm. the gun yeah you know, you've got a list of objectives as you work through the trick yeah. That's your first one. Don't get a shot. Yeah, make sure there's not live ammunition in the gun. In the theatre? doesn't need to be live ammunition there at all. Uh, yeah, well, maybe there does to show the audience, oh, look, it's a real bullet. Yeah, well, true. I think yeah. that's, that's probably why it's there. So, James, yeah, you mentioned um, David Blaine. Um, and as we all know, David Blaine, he likes to, to take sort of tricks and see how, how mental he can make them. Shazam. Um, yeah, Shazam. Um, and David Blaine, he actually, he did the the bullet catch, um, but instead of using all the smoke and mirrors and stuff like that, um, he actually, uh, he pulls the trigger of the gun himself. Right. So he's got a gun across the stage with a bit of string attached to the, the trigger. Okay. And I'm trying to remember this because I do vaguely recall watching this yeah it was one of the big tricks that he did wasn't it because he did a few big big tricks That's like the it. class in the box and this was one of them i remember um so he's got a special like gum shield with a metal cup fixed in it yeah um yeah he's got a mirror in his one hand and he's holding a bit of string in the other and he's using the mirror to make sure the laser pointer from the gun is pointing into the middle of the cup that's what I remember now. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of like you kind of like broke a dream, you know, when you just have that sort of like moment of clarity. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. Um, now he was he was safe because he had a bulletproof vest and some ray bands on. Um, <laughs> and once he's ready, he pulls a string and the bullet really shoots and he catches it in the metal cup in his mouth. God. So yeah. I, I'm guessing. So I don't remember that clearly. I do remember. Mm-hmm. it. So the, the cup in his mouth 
a bullet couldn't go through it. Couldn't so go through he, it. He had to get it in the cup, basically. Yeah. So it was basically. A, this. This was. This is real. This is real. He's actually yeah. catching a bullet in his mouth in a in a cup, a bulletproof um, cup. Yes. But wow. what actually happened is when the bullet hit the cup, the gum shield shattered and injured his throat. God. Um, and this is um, what David Blaine actually said. He said, time just started to move really slow. When the bullet struck the cup, there was a high-pitched ringing in my ears and I felt an impact on the back of my throat. I was sure the bullet went right through my head and that I was dead. Suddenly, I became aware of the pain and it brought me back. At that moment, I realized that the mouth guard had shattered and I was alive. Doctors examined him and found he had a lacerated throat, a minor injury for, well, shooting at your own head. <laughs> <laughs> the medical term. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And the, the difference here is that's not magic, is it? Mm. That's uh, that's not even illusion. That is shooting yourself in the face. Yeah, and catching you know, it in a cup. And catching it in a cup. The other people that you spoke about using blank bullets, yeah. you know, using the, the sleight of hand and, and faking they've got a bullet in the mouth. That's that's illusion. That's magic. Yeah. This is something completely different, I think. This it is, is full, full danger. You are yeah. essentially shooting yourself, you know, <laughs> and hoping that you get it. Yeah, with yeah. a piece of string as well. Know. You know, so, so you're kind of like aiming yourself up to make sure that with a mirror, this is insane. This is crazy. <laughs> like, you know, think about all the things that could go wrong here. Even just the very slightest, slightest movement. You're like, you, I'm yeah. sure this is what you were just trying <clears> to say. Yeah. You pull the string and you move ever so slightly. So yeah. Absolutely, you know, and then it goes through your eye. That's yeah. so mad. I know that would sting, wouldn't it? Uh, you, you just wouldn't know anything about it. It probably no. wouldn't hurt at all because you're in. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah, that's that's More madness. That's that's um, even just talking about it. I do remember watching it, but I don't remember. Right. It was a long time ago, so I don't remember it that well. But even just talking about it, you can tell by my voice. I'm. Just, that's so impressive. Yeah, it's just incredible. So, before we finish, have you ever been to a big magic show? Is it something you've ever been to? I'm I was trying to think. Well, I, oh, oh. No, I, not really. I've been to like a circus, and they do yeah. sort of tricks there, don't they? They usually have yeah, a bit of yeah. a weird clown thing that they sort of goes around and pulls flowers yeah, out yeah. of his hat and stuff. So I've seen stuff like that. Yeah, I've never been, and I've been to it. Like I said before, I've been to a Devon Devon Brown. Um, <coughs> concert. Is it concert? I don't, not really a concert, I suppose, but you know what I mean, like a, yeah, yeah. a show. So that's sort of similar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never actually been, I don't know, do they do them anymore? Like, I've never been to one where they cut someone in half. Or no, no. Like when I was quite young, um, when I was six, seven, um, first time my parents ever took me to America, it was New Year's Eve. We had went to, we were in Tampa Bay, and I'd been really ill with a bit of food poisoning. Um, and we went to see a proper big American magic show. Mm. And I was actually picked out of the crowd to go up on stage with a magician. <laughs> Only you. Well, yeah. So this magician, I was six or seven years old, took me, put me on his shoulders and halfway to the stage, I diarrheaed myself. <laughs> so I never actually, I never actually made it. <laughs> diarrheaed yourself. Diarrheaed myself on the magician's back. He had to change his coat. Oh, um, no. Well, says yeah. right. 
So that's what, was, what was the trick? What was he trying to do? I don't know. I never made it. I never got to stage. I had to go to the toilets and get changed. So, James, that's been magic. So what do you think? Is the bullet catch the most dangerous magic trick, or is it just idiots doing it wrong? Yeah, well, it's got to be, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Look, yeah, it's easy. Mm-hmm. What other magic tricks are so dangerous? You know, um, everything else that I, <laughs> I'm aware of is yeah. illusion, um, sleight of hand, mm-hmm. and things like that. And the I think the the thing that puts this above all others is the the David Blaine uh, version of it. Yeah, where essentially he has shot himself in the face or in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's extremely dangerous. There's no other trick, or well, that's you know that that could be done that is on that level. I don't think the only so, other one I thought was like the escapology ones where they're like in a swimming pool chained up. But I thought there's always people standing by that if it goes wrong they can jump in, bring them out, give them the kiss of life and stuff. But once yeah, a bullet's yeah, yeah. gone through you, that you don't. Yeah, need exactly. To there's you there's, need there's... A fucking Undertaker, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. There's always that sort of background support when you're doing yeah, those yeah. Type, type of tricks and all right back in the day when it's like mm-hmm. houdini and all the rest of it maybe um these uh, illusionists magicians etc were reluctant to call on those people to help them out because they wanted yeah. to to prove that they could do it it was still there that, like you say definitely. when you pull that trigger mm-hmm. it's essentially life or death yeah, yeah you know in certain circumstances unless it's the illusions that we spoke of earlier yeah Absolutely. It seems to be that um, in some circumstances, particularly the, the, the big one that you mentioned, mm-hmm. it is life or death. You know, you, yeah. he, he, David Blaine shot a live round of ammunition into his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's, I can't think of anything more dangerous than that. Even Never though mind. It went, yeah, even though he did it right, it still kind of went wrong. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Magician, magic trick or not. Yeah. That's potentially one of the most dangerous things you could do ever so how could it not be so that's been the most dangerous magic trick and it's been uh it's been a pleasure as always james uh yeah Um, i know you struggled a bit today with uh you've got a bit of a a nasty nasty throat so um thanks for spending the time to to investigate and uh doing the podcast but i think you uh you were going to mention that we've got uh an email address that you can contact us on that listens contact us on yeah, so we're looking um our nice dedicated listeners out there. I mean, we seem to be growing all the time, which is wonderful. Um and we want to hear from you. Um so what we'd like is if you've got any suggestions of what you would like us to, to cover in the most dangerous, um, then certainly email in to James and Fraser Pod at gmail.com. Um and we're also on Facebook, the most dangerous podcast. You can contact us is through there. Um, and I, you know, if, if you, you give us a suggestion, we use it on our, on our show, then, you know, we'll be, we'll send you a, a nice little thank you, a wee prize. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. We've got plenty of, uh, surprises to give out <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, and, and on top of that, I think if anyone wants to give us a, a review or like a thumbs up on various platforms, I don't know how they all work. I'm too old, but you know, yeah. just write a review or send us some comments. It doesn't have to necessarily have to be a suggestion just tell us what you think it'd be great to hear from you definitely yeah and if you enjoy it tell your friends um you know tell them to listen to us um give us the feedback because we can only 
we can only do what we can do and it's up to you to help us to grow. Excellent. Thank you, Fraser. I shall see you next week. Thanks, James. That's been magic and this is the most dangerous podcast. See you soon. That's magic. (laughs) Bye-bye.